So do we have children here? Come on up, you guys. I have something for you after I read the gospel. Come on up. You'll want this something, I promise. How you doing? Good. Good. All right. All right. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. The apostles then rendezvoused with Jesus and reported on all that they had done and taught. Jesus said, Come off by yourselves. Let's take a break and get a little rest. For there was constant coming and going. They didn't even have time to eat. So they got in a boat and went off to a remote place by themselves. Someone saw them going and the word got around. From the surrounding towns, people went out on foot, running, and got there ahead of them. When Jesus arrived, he saw this huge crowd. At the sight of them, his heart broke. Like sheep with no shepherd they were, he went right to work teaching them. They beached the boat at Gennesaret and tied up at the landing. As soon as they got out of the boat, word got around fast. People ran this way and that, bringing their sick on stretchers to where they heard he was. Whenever he, wherever he went, village or town or country crossroads, they brought their sick to the marketplace and begged him to let them touch the edge of his coat. That's all. And whoever touched him became well. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, stay right here. All right. So, for those of you that don't know, I've been dieting. And I made yesterday, for the first time in months, chocolate chip cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies. Do you guys like chocolate? And they're the best when they come right out of the oven, right? And they're all warm and gooey. Big glass of milk. Killer. Is your mouth starting to water? No. Well, mine is. And, And here's the deal. This is really hard for me. But I am going to give this to you guys to share. All right? And when you go off with Miss Debbie, you're going to get to share it. And the reason I'm giving it to you to share is because I'm having compassion on you. Because I figured talking about it and showing it to you would be really mean. But giving it to you instead of me eating it is kind of a a good thing to do, to share, right? And when Jesus is talking in in this gospel, when he... He takes his disciples, and they just want to go away to rest because they're exhausted, and people have been demanding things of them, and they've been doing all of this ministry. And all they want to do is go get something to eat, maybe a chocolate chip cookie. I bet you Jesus loves them. And, and just to rest and sit down for a little while. The crowd follows them, and they don't get to rest, and they don't get to eat. Now, I don't know about you, but when I want to eat or when I want to rest, I get grumpy. But Jesus had the opposite response. He had compassion on them. He shared his time. He shared his love. And he shared his ability to heal. And and so that's what God asks us to do, too, to have compassion and to share. So with you, I share my cookie. Okay, go off with Debbie. See ya. Have fun. Have a good snack.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please sit. So to continue that idea of the compassion of Jesus and, and what it means to give selflessly. I had this experience recently. Actually, it was a revelation where, where uh, on my walk I pray because something about the rhythm of walking is the perfect time for me to pray. I've learned that that's my quiet time as I walk along, that it fits my personality to walk and pray. And um, because I'm not a sitter, I don't do well sitting and praying because my mind wanders. And, and so what God has shown me over the years is the best way for me to pray is when I'm moving. And I was walking along, and I was going through this kind of spiritual and emotional roller coaster. This was just about a month ago. And I was praying, and, and I was kind of railing at God. Why me? You know, why... Why does life have to be so hard? Why can't you intervene in this situation and and make things better and make my life easier? Why, God? And I heard, I don't always get an answer when I ask these questions of God. Sometimes God is silent. Have you ever had the experience where you've had expectations about something and it didn't go your way and you asked God and God was silent? You didn't get any answers? But just this particular time, God answered. And what God said to me was not necessarily terribly comforting. What God said to me was, you need to die to yourself. You need to die to yourself. So that meant that I had to die to my own needs, my own wants, my own desires, my own dreams. I had to die to my expectations, to my hopes, I had to die to my, my um, loneliness. I had to die to everything that I was experiencing in that moment. And I wanted to say, and I probably did, thanks a lot, God. That is not exactly what I was asking for. But did you notice when I was saying what I had to die for, it was all about me? My, 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 my. It reminded me of the scene in Finding Nemo, if any of you have seen it, where they show the seagulls and all the seagulls are going, mine, 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 mine. Because what I was experiencing was this crisis in my life because my ego had taken so, had so taken over my thought process and my spiritual life that I wasn't centered in God. I was centered in my ego, in my own needs, in my own desires, my own wants. Mine, mine, mine. And what God showed me was, in order to find peace, in order to find the kind of satisfaction and the kind of closeness with God and closeness with others that I was seeking, I had to die to myself. I had to pick up my cross and carry it. And God didn't leave me in that kind of downer of a revelation, which is really a wonderful thing. Because the next thing is I was walking along and kind of trying to surrender to that idea of dying to myself and dying to my needs and putting my ego aside and allowing God to do what God wants to do in me. I also was reminded the song we, of the song we sang, the scripture, 
we sang as we walked in today, where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, weary and carrying burdens, weary and having a hard time, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke or take my burden on you, for my yoke, my burden is easy and my burden is light. So not only was God telling me that I had to die to myself, but God was giving me the remedy to, as I died to my dreams, my hopes, my fears, etc., that, and as I picked up my cross and carried it, the one who actually was carrying it was Jesus, because God was inviting me to take my burdens and give them to Jesus, to take the things that were troubling me and give them to the Lord. It's a burden exchange. Because Jesus says, give me your burdens, take my yoke, carry that one because it's easy and it's light. I'll take all the things that are troubling you, and here you take me. So this dying to myself, this picking up my cross and carrying it, really what God was asking me to do and continues to is to participate in this burden exchange. In that burden exchange, in that giving over of myself, of my ego, of my wants, my desires, my hopes, my dreams, the promise is is that Jesus will in turn fulfill those hopes, those desires, those dreams, my wants. That in that giving over, I receive healing. I receive peace. I receive the promises of God, and I'm renewed. It's a paradox, really. Because what God asks each of us to do is to die to ourselves. And it's not out of this sadistic sense of, you're so terrible. It's not that. It's out of this knowledge and this desire by God to give us so much more, to give us so much better than what we hope for or what we think we want. So, just so you know, this is not this practice of dying to myself, picking up my cross and carrying it, and then doing that burden exchange so that I give it over to Jesus. This is not something that is a one-time thing. I'm aware that this is going to be a spiritual practice of mine for a long time to come. It's not something that overnight is fixed. Because my ego creeps in. And my desire to have what I want overtakes my relationship with Jesus from time to time. A friend of mine describes the ego as the nasty little troll that lives under the bridge of your heart. (laughs) 
I love that description. The nasty little troll. That nasty little troll that steals life from me because I'm so self-focused and so concerned about what I want that I've totally forgotten that what my God wants for me is so much better, so much more, so much more complete, so peace-giving, so grace-giving, so satisfying. So if you're, if you're interested, I invite you into the burden exchange, into moving from a place of expectations to a place of expectancy, where instead of setting up things that have to happen in a certain way to keep yourselves happy, where each of us lives into a place where we are like a little kid with a chocolate chip cookie. Ooh, I can't wait to see how good this tastes. I can't wait to see what comes next. I can't wait to see what you're going to do, Lord, in this situation, in this situation that's troubling me, in this situation that's breaking my heart, in this relationship that, that has, has beaten me down, in this work situation that is so frustrating. Fill in the blank. You know, there's all these places where we experience that kind of frustration that things don't go the way we want them to. So I invite you into that burden exchange, into that dying to self, into that compassion of Christ that will do greater things for you than you can hope or imagine that will bring healing in areas of, of your life that you long so deeply for. May we all enter into new life in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.